0: I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the podcaster who never stops talking. I am Duckwing Duck. And you,
1: good citizens, are listening to the St. Canard Files, a podcast all about me. (laughs) You lucky dogs. Uh, What are the royalties on something like this anyway?
0: darkwing i'm i'm sorry though you're not you don't get any royalties for this we don't even get paid so you know sorry guy but um anyway welcome to the saint canard files a darkwing duck podcast i'm your host mike russo and
1: tiffany silver hey tiff
0: <laughs> and we are not alone joining us as our special guest is our good friend will santana welcome back to the podcast buddy it's playtime. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why you're here today.
2: Oh man, nobody could figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, y'all? Y'all doing all right?
1: Yeah, I'm yep. fine. How about you, Tiff? I'm in Tahoe on vacation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Loving your dark wing pin over there yeah and morgana and scrooge (laughs) yeah for
0: anybody who's listening on spotify or a podcast app you can head over to youtube and watch us on that um we we have video this week of all three of us so if you want to see us talk you can do that that'd be cool yeah we know
2: we know tiff will be the highlight of it she's the pretty one so we know
1: (laughs) oh shucks
0: oh come on will you're sexy and you know it Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're in a good we're in a good mood today. We're all together, and we're reviewing a you know the annual the Darkwing Duck annual from March of 2011, starring Quacker Jack. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's the star of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we get started with that, um, Will's been really busy. Uh, tell us what you've been up to.
2: Oh, you know, just been busy uh, at working as a booking agent. Um, booking them at cons, booking them at a comic book store, autograph signing with Funko store, you know, if they have Funko pops and expanding my brand any way I can. Um, I'm now currently at six clients. And by the end of this weekend, I might
0: be at eight. Are you at the liberty of telling us who your clients are?
2: Yes, I can tell you the six. Um, we got Cricket Lee. Uh, she voiced, I believe the character is Mai or May on Avatar The Last Airbender, Jenny Kwan. Uh, Olivia Hack, Greg Chun, uh, Gary Anthony Sturgis, and I'm missing one. I don't know. Oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble for that. They're listening to this.
0: <laughs> <You're not. laughs> But we also know that um, you know your new job has brought you into contact with a few of the Darkwing voice actors and given you the ability to record some intros for, this, for the podcast too.
2: Oh yeah, man! Shout out to my boy V for hooking that up, man. V's an agent that works for CTB Celebrity Talent Booking, which is also where Jim and Ralph Poston are under. So shout out to V. Show so me a meant, bone. <laughs> so
0: the episode just started off with Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one more from Jim coming up, but we're not going to tell you who it is. And he mentioned Rob. So you might have an idea who's coming up soon. Mm -hmm. But again, we're not going to tell you. We're going to surprise you next week with that one. But thank you, Will. It was an honor to write the dialogue for these amazing voice actors. But got to give you the credit for getting this done in the first place.
2: Hey, It was an honor to stand next to him with my cell phone and record it.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Yeah. So shout Uh, out to V, man, for throwing me that bone. And
0: trust me, I threw him one back. He's loving the bone I threw at him. (laughs) That's cool. That's cool. Um, be, before we continue, um, I got the Rescue Rangers Blu-ray, Blu-ray last week. Oh, the and, the Blu-ray, um, right? Yeah, it's all right. The episodes are crazy out of order, mm. um, but they're complete and they're um, they're full screen. That's good to know. So I recommend a purchase. Um, it's not perfect by any means. I really wish the um, that those opening scene, opening the the theme song wasn't so refilmed and everything. But it looks good. It looks it looks beautiful. So I definitely recommend it. Unfortunately, Amazon's back ordered by like two months now. Oh, wow. So, you know, you could put your order in, but you might not get it till April. But I got that. So I kind of, maybe we'll get Darkwing on Blu-ray then. It's kind of a good sign. Hopefully. I think DuckTales will probably come first, right? You know what? If anything does, it might be DuckTales. Or even mm-hmm. Gargoyles. Or I think Darkwing will come sooner or later. Well,
2: if, um, if the reboot is real, then... I don't see why Darkwing would, uh, wouldn't come out.
0: Yeah, it'll come out eventually. I think this Rescue mm-hmm. Rangers thing came out for that Disney Plus thing that we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. But when the Darkwing <laughs> reboot comes out, when it does come out, we'll get something, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, so the annual. Let's start talking about it, guys. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about my, my boy, man, my dog. <laughs> so uh, we have three covers this, with this issue. Um, two of them are pretty similar. Tiffany, would you like to talk about the two covers? Um, a and A and B?
1: Yeah, the A cover is um, obviously a parody of The Killing Joke, but with Which Quacker Jack- Which we can
0: hold up since we're on video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with Quacker Jack instead of um, the Joker holding a camera with um, Darkwing in the lens.
2: <laughs> so does the, on the Joker one, does it have Batman
1: on the lens? Mm, I don't think so. I think okay. it's just the lens. Okay i think that's and, just to be silly <laughs> and cover b <laughs> yeah cover b i'm not exactly sure it's like in the same style as um cover a though and it's a dark wing holding the gas gun and there's smoke surrounding him
0: and both done by sylvani and there is a cover c cover c is one of those crazy kind of if you ever saw sort the of highlights magazines as a kid, there's always that like find what's wrong with this image kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's got Darkwing, Goslin, Launchpad, and the Fearsome Five, but they're all drawn incorrectly. So I guess the idea is to find everything that's wrong. Like for example, a, a Liquidator has a nautilus and a squid inside of his body. Bushroot's made of money. Uh, Goslin has gadgets, crossbow. Launch. Darkwing's wearing um tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> And Negaduck has like eyes on his hat, kind of like one of the alien hats. Um, it's an incredibly expensive variant. I checked on Amazon. There's a copy there for 400 bucks. Mm. So good luck with that. You might as well just buy the definitively dangerous for that kind of money. Oh, yeah. And um, speaking of which, there's a lot of dialogue differences in the main story of, this, of the annual. Um, but we'll get there. Might as well start. This, the annual's got two stories. The first one is the main story. Uh, it's called Toy With Me. And who's it star, Will? Oh, the
2: one and only Quackerjack, man. Come on now. <laughs> it's, uh,
0: it's written by um, Ian Brill. And this, week, this issue, most of the story is not done by James Salvani. Tiffany, who does the art for Toy With Me?
1: Uh, Sabrina, your favorite.
0: <laughs> I love her work. It is absolutely gorgeous. I really wish they would have done more with her. As great as Sylvani's stuff is, Sabrina's art looks like it walked right out of the cartoon. Like she clearly clearly loves the show. And I know I've said it many times before, her Darkwing looks right out of the Disney Australia dark episodes. Mm -hmm. And Quackerjack is amazing. I don't think he's ever looked this good even on the show. Oh
1: yeah, all the Quackerjack art is great.
0: there's There's, one frame i i I
2: love on this story tiff and mike uh it's a frame where quacker jack is like in his office and it looks like a three 360 degree uh shot yes i know what you're talking talking. about oh i love that one. (laughs) but he's ranting
0: and screaming and banging on the table yeah Yeah. i love that one (laughs) and there's drawing of drawings of darkwing which i swear came right from specific shots from different episodes like some really great stuff
1: the Mm -hmm. one of quacker jack there's one that's like from the show too Mm-hmm. Sure from his first episode, I think.
0: Yeah, I know I said way back when we reviewed Whiffle While You Work, but the animation in his first appearance has definitely inspired lots of artists. A lot of people draw him that same way. So it's definitely true. Um, and she doesn't go crazy adding lots of references. Like there are no visual references in the background. That's really a James Silvani thing. But I think because of that, the drawings are a lot truer to the show. hmm it's, it's really some great stuff. I, I love the art. I wish you had done more. So why don't we start with the um, the storyline? Um, Will, why don't you start talking about what happens in Toy With Me? Okay. Uh, I
2: don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. Was it Aloysius? Aloysius. Aloysius.
0: Okay. Yeah. I thought
1: it was Aloysius.
0: Aloysius. I'm wrong. Thank you, Tiffany. Okay. Aloysius.
2: Oh, man. So basically, we start off and we see like a a room like of all old school stuff that we saw of Quacker Jack. We see uh, Wiffle Boy. We see trophies. We see medals, arcades, all kinds of stuff, gaming uh, stuff.
0: There's a doll of one of the weasel kids from Wiffle While You (laughs) Work, too. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and they're they're just referencing to the good old days of 16-bit. But uh, was yeah, sixteen bit was out back then because eight bit was the NES era and the sixteen bit was the Sega
0: Genesis and well, Super when Darkwing Duck out. was brand new, the Super Nintendo had just come out. Yeah, so and the Genesis had been out for like a year or so before that. So this is it's mm-hmm. definitely the references are correct. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Well,
2: uh, basically, uh, Jack is talking to
0: Aloysius, Uh
2: and uh, Aloysius is like you know uh he's asking quacker jack what his name is and he just says I, I go by jack
0: and they they build up to him you see him from the side you don't know it's quacker yeah. Jack at first but yeah as soon as you don't... see that smile mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's pulled out the molecular digitizer from Whiffle while you work and we all know what that thing does mm-hmm. what happens next tiffany
1: um then he uh Demon, he's talking about how it works and then Quacker Jack pushes him down uses it on him and it turns him into a toy instead of um, turning him into a video game
0: alright so there we go Quacker Jack is, is uh, he has a plan here we're going to find out what it is soon yeah. but, um, but so Quacker Jack leaves he puts the doll of um, Mendelbaum Alo- Aloysius Mendelbaum on the table and leaves laughing and then we cut to Darkwing's hideout where Darkwing and Launchpad are studying the doll and Darkwing is certain Mendelbaum hasn't disappeared. He is the toy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there is some discussion about how hardcore Quackerjack has gotten, which is unique to the, um, the, the annual. It's not in the definitively dangerous because he mentions how cruel he was to Megavolt, yeah. which isn't yeah. in definitively dangerous. They remove that. But here's the problem. Darkwing doesn't know the name of Mr. Banana Brain. Yeah, he, He's certain <laughs> that Quacker Jack is like this because he lost Banana Brain. And, the, and, Banana Brain's o- and Quacker Jack's only friend was that doll. But they don't remember what it's called. So they have to go to the supermarket to buy all the fruit, and they're going to book <laughs> on human anatomy. <laughs> so they can figure out what this doll is called. Oh, man, that's too funny. And uh, there's a line from Launchpad that's only in Definitively Dangerous where Launchpad mentions um, toys have a good time. They go to pizzerias and they have a lot of fun. Uh, what movie is Launchpad referencing there? You guys know, right? Uh-uh. A bunch of dolls go into a pizzeria.
1: Oh, Toy Story?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so I didn't what pick ha- up on that at first. <laughs>
0: so while Darkwing the Launchpad... Are going through all the fruit they bought with a uh, fifty-six dollars and thirty-eight cents <laughs> of grocery bills. Uh, we cut to the, um, the Wiffle Boy Entertainment Company. Will, what happens next?
2: Uh, we got two programmers or developers. Uh, they're discussing the game um, now. I, Mike, I got to ask you this: on the Boom One, they mentioned it as the World of Wifflecraft several times. Right. But on Definitely Dangerous, I think it was only brought up once. Why do you? They think don't they-
0: mention it. They don't mention it nearly as much for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But, but you're right it doesn't it isn't mentioned as much yeah so they bring in this big big crate that says to Wiffleboy boy entertainment from admirer <laughs> but then suddenly the front breaks open and obviously who is it will oh man it's quacker jack it's <laughs> playtime. time <laughs> yep he uses the molecular digitizer to turn a bunch more people in the dolls mm-hmm. he gets up on the digitizer and he says it he says, I do believe it's playtime. <laughs> it's a great I, shot of him, too. It's a great shot. The art yeah. in this comic is so gorgeous. I love it. Mm-hmm. But Darkwing and Launchpad is still trying to figure out what the doll is called. <laughs> and so a couple of kids get a, a brief cameo in this comic. So Tiffany, tell us what happens next.
1: So Goslin just knows what it is and was. <laughs> watching them struggle trying to figure out <laughs> what his name was hunger <laughs> finds one on ebay um or a type of ebay and they're trying to bid for it online and they're being outbid by what was the name
0: uh, well the seller uh, is somebody uh, named sparky now. oh the
1: seller's sparky <laughs>
0: And Darking doesn't realize who that is either. He goes, All yeah. right, Sparky99, whoever you are. Which come is on, hilarious. Man. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> but he's in a bidding war.
1: And he pushes Honker out of the way, like is all angry, is thinks that he can do it better than Honker and he loses.
0: And he's placing bids of like a few cents. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so of
0: course he loses. <laughs> and he doesn't win. And Honker, luckily, he totally, totally validates his inclusion in the story by finding out who bought the doll. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, okay. That panel is that supposed to be like an inappropriate joke? Which one? <laughs> where it's um at the bottom of that page where they're bidding, and then he says, "I did some, I did some uh, research into the competition," and he's like tilting his head. Is that like <laughs> supposed to be like
0: <laughs> an inappropriate joke? I don't know, maybe, but not as inappropriate as lying down and taking it. <laughs> um, but that Darkwing drawing is directly from comic book capers. Mm. When, Super, when Super Bunny shows up.
1: Yes. And he says, since
0: when do I have a faithful pet named Super Bunny? That's yes. the exact same drawing right there.
1: Mm-hmm. So i love um, honkers expression there, too.
0: All the expressions are fantastic. I wish Goslin and Honker had been in this longer. So we cut back to the Wiffle Boy Entertainment Company. And Will, what is Quacker Jack doing? What's his plan? He, he uh, spills it pretty much. Yeah, he's going to turn
2: everybody who's playing the game into
0: dolls. Because um, basically, they're basically
1: parodying World,
0: World of Warcraft.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, anybody ever play that? I did a little it. bit a long time ago. And I, it is really fun. I
0: remember like the Simpsons parody it. South Park definitely did. Yeah. So it End was big for a while. Dad. <laughs> American dad did too. Yeah. Those were all great <laughs> episodes. So uh, Quacker Jack is like, you know, bring me the servers. And, you know, he plans to turn everyone playing the game into dolls. Mm-hmm. So Darkwing has found the address. And he tells Launchpad to stay in the rat catcher. Well, he goes to, you know, check it out. What's going on? You My favorite. Pumpkin. He got Wait, pumpkin. What? Oh, yeah, Launchpad got pumpkin. Lunch, <laughs> Launchpad got pumpkin. <laughs> Until this is my favorite gag in the whole story. A girl opens the door, is happy to see Darkwing, and is like, hey, a celebrity, would you like some cake? And then Darkwing <laughs> goes, come on, Launchpad. They have cake. <laughs> and Launchpad's like, oh, boy. <laughs> and the next shot, the next drawing, they're sitting there eating cake. <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite gag in the whole oh, yeah. comic. <laughs> so this girl, Claire, Tiffany, who is Quacker Jack in relation to Claire?
1: So she was dating Quacker Jack and met him at QuackWorks when they everyone that was working there. Quacker and, Jack uh, with a
0: girlfriend? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> And not- she keeps calling him Jack and Jackie the whole time too. Jackie,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not really a fan.
0: <laughs> what do you? How do you feel about Quacker Jack ha- having a girlfriend? Will?
2: uh it's a little weird, but I'm actually okay with it. I know you don't. I'm a, kind of spoiling here, Mike. I know you're not a fan of her in the story, but I actually like her in the story because it, it gives it softens up uh, the story right. a little bit.
0: I I think it's I think the story is supposed to soften Quacker Jack a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Not a huge fan of it, but I get it. So she goes into this big exposition dump about what happened to Quacker Jack when he was at Quackworks. Mm-hmm. Um, Will, what did happen to him since you're his biggest fan? Tell he our was, listeners. He was
2: basically he was at a place like he felt like he didn't fit in. And people were getting promoted over him. Uh, he, he was he had all the toys in the background and stuff where everybody else was kind of like having the the notes and the, the books and all that kind of stuff for work. He just he didn't happy. fit in.
0: He was happy at first, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't schmooze with upper management. And he's a he's man that every, everyone gets promoted because they kiss up to management. Not him, because he just cares about the toys. Yep. Which, you know, his heart's in the right place. But you know how Quacker Jack is when he, gets, you know, when, when he gets pushed too far. Mm-hmm. And um, Claire says that he just snapped. Everyone got promoted, everyone, you know, got better jobs and he saw everybody else as being idiots and he just couldn't take it anymore. And he snapped. So Claire gets a delivery, Tiffany. What shows up at her door?
1: The Mr. Banana Brain.
0: <laughs> He's all stitched together. Cause you know, yep. what happened, Megaduck tore him apart. Yeah, <laughs> and...
1: sad, <laughs> harsh.
0: And then Launchpad gets a um, call from Goslin. About someone's in the Wiffle Boy, you know, headquarters, and is making serious demands. Yep. So then, you know, Darkwing's like, you know, he's he's hard on Quacker Jack because, of course, Darkwing is.
2: Oh, of course, yeah, they got beef. <laughs> what does Claire?
0: What does Claire say? She
2: she's basically saying like you just don't understand him, you know. Uh, she kind of feels like he he has that softer side that nobody's understanding, and like, uh, but she's very protective of him, definitely.
0: I love that drawing of Darkwing when she's got him by the cape and she's pulling on him and his mm-hmm. face just says, "Are you for real, lady?" <laughs> but yeah. uh, he he talks her into giving him banana brain. And she says, "You know, save the world, Darkwing." And this is a big change. In the original annual, he says, "I'll do better than that. I'll save a man," which is very not Darkwing. Mm-hmm. In Definitively Dangerous, he says, I'll save the world and Quacker Jack, which- That's way better. (laughs) That sounds a lot more like him. Mm -hmm. And he pumpkins Launchpad again when he gets into the uh, rat catcher. (laughs) He tells him, you know, when we get there, it's a solo job. So (laughs) Launchpad definitely got pumpkins. Thank you, Jim Peterson, for that term. Yeah,
2: we learned that term (laughs) when we interviewed him.
0: (laughs) Launchpad, pad uh pumpkin launch pad <laughs> did you did you did you hear that episode tiffany no because <laughs> in beauty and the beat they put a pumpkin on Launchpad's head so he can be pushed out of the final fight and since oh. then the writers called it putting a pumpkin on launch pad <laughs> so that yeah. trying to find ways That's to get awesome. out of the story
1: how did i miss that episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so every
2: every time like you see launch pad uh just like kind of get put put out of the story somehow it basically they said we get, we had a pumpkin him. <laughs>
0: like in Malice's <laughs> restaurant where they split up and launch goes to the yeah. wrong studio. Yeah. That's pumpkin and launch <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Tiffany, what happens next? We cut back to the, um, the building, the entertainment building and what's going on.
1: So Quacker Jack's explaining his plan and, um, Darkwing bursts in through the ceiling, um, Batman style. He, <laughs> <laughs> Batman style.
0: <laughs> he says, I'd never did that before. Now I know why <laughs> yeah. But we all know the series really well. He's jumped through glass before, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like he must've.
0: Oh, he did when he jumped into the bowling alley to fight steel beacon for the Titans. Mm. So he has done it. He gets an entrance, um, in the annual is I am the noob that spam chats villainy. Mm -hmm. Do you happen to know what he says in Definitively Dangerous, Will? I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember either. I don't think it's as good as this one, though. The noob that spam chats (laughs) villainy.
2: I can look it up real quick, though. Go for it. Yeah, I can look it up real quick. uh, Let's see. Where is it at? Here we go. It says, um, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the ungeared noob that gets your entire raid white."
0: Okay, so similar sentiment. I think the annual is funnier, though. But then he comes back with Banana Brain. And this drawing of Quacker Jack when he says, Mr. Banana Brain, you're all better, is so great. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next, Will?
2: Uh, basically, we get the battle of the Banana Brains now. Uh, <laughs> you know, Darkwing lets him know who he has in hand. And then uh,
0: they, the, both of the Banana Brains get zapped, right? Yeah, we didn't mention yet that Quackerjack has a new banana brain, that it's like hardcore, like this is like metal, not like Mecha <laughs> Banana Brain from the original story. This one's got like a pointed feet, a pointed nose. He's this like he-
1: sharp banana brain. The sharp <laughs> banana
0: brain. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> He's got like the Freddy Krueger claws a little bit too.
0: <laughs> so, Darkwing tries to trick Quackerjack into giving himself up. Quackerjack won't come easily six the toy versions of the employees on darkwing who pin him down but the 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 wires of the molecular digitizer falls on the two banana brains uh zaps them and they become these giant like 20 foot banana brains and they're like alive (laughs) which i like this this is pretty funny i just i don't know why
2: mike but when i read this part Phil Hartman's voice was in my head for the the OG banana brain. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I don't know why. So,
0: what would the new one sound like? Yeah, what
1: his voice would sound like because it's like, is it Phil Hartman or is it Quacker Jack doing the banana
0: brain? (laughs) That's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) But the two banana brains start fighting over Quacker Jack like he's a toy Mm -hmm. and they're stretching him out. And then Darping zaps them with the molecular digitizer, which knocks Quacker Jack through a window, which seems a little, little hardcore. Mm-hmm. And they shrink back into the doll size. And when Darping gets outside, Quacker Jack's gone. So let's wrap and this he's up. And like,
1: and he's gone. And he's gone.
0: <laughs> so the last page of this story, as it's interesting like launchpad asks darkwing if you catch up with quackerjack what would you say to him and what does what does he say tiffany you paraphrase it
1: uh wait
0: what does darkwing say darkwing says if you caught up to quackerjack he would say this to him like he would say you know i've been thinking about that one really hard
1: i don't even know how to paraphrase this because i'm not like a fan of it
0: it's, it definitely reads, but I mean, I asked you mainly because it is tough to explain. Like yeah. this is very not Darkwing to talk
1: totally. about how he would
0: talk to one of his old villains. Like he's definitely like empathizing with Jack in this in this dialogue, which doesn't seem very much like him.
1: And it, see, it, the whole thing seems weird because it's like, this is someone that he fights constantly. It's not like a one shot where it's like, what would you say if you ever found that guy again or anything? It's like, this is someone- I,
0: I, I'm going to read what Darkwing says in the annual, at least he says, I'd say you've always wanted your brand to be the biggest and best. Okay. I get that. Believe me more than you think I do. But when you only use a mallet to solve your problems, all you see are nails. You become a toy to your own anger. That sort of thinking can not continue. Not when there are people out like her out there thinking about you. I don't hear Darkwing saying that at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Undefinitely danger is completely different.
0: They do change it a bit. I mean, they, mm-hmm. I mean, he has dialogue, but they do change it. So, what does Quackerjack do at the very, very end? Well, man, he shoots himself, <laughs> with, man, and he turns into a doll. And he leaves. He leaves a note with you the say doll. It's so harsh. Yeah, he leaves himself <laughs> on Claire's doorstep with a note saying, "What's it say, Tiffany?" Says
1: this, this is the best I'll ever be,
0: Jackie. and it says an ending and it says an ending (laughs) dot 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 and this is why we don't see quacker jack again yeah this is why he's not in jail in the joe books version this is why we never see him again because they 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 wrote themselves in their corner with him and now we're not going to see him anymore yeah i i i know will likes this more than we do but i'm just not a fan of the story no the art (laughs) saves it the art is Amazing, it really, really is. But I remember the story getting a lot of hate when this issue first came out. A lot of people didn't like it because what it is, it's Ian Brill's writing not filtered through James Silvani in any way. Mm-hmm. And now we see what Il- Ian Brill's writing is like when no one's able to ghost write for him. And I don't, I don't like it. But you know, we'll rate it at the end of this episode because. The annual ends with a short story by Tad Stones, mm-hmm. and drawn by James Silvani. It's called "The Untimely Terror of the Time Turtle," starring Darping and Goslin, and a new villain. We can do this one pretty quick, I think. Um, oh, yeah. What happens
2: in this story, Will? Uh, they're basically they're at a pet store, and you know, Goslin wants like all the the vicious pets she ain't playing around she wants snakes and eagles <laughs> or whatever you know uh dinosaurs uh tarantulas she wants all that kind of stuff but and dark Darkwing, wings yeah yeah he wants her to get something fuzzy
0: <laughs> or, or something <laughs> like <the> a... <laughs> i gotta say this is so Darkwing and goslin mm-hmm. and which makes total sense i can hear their voices and everything they say here which makes sense because it's tad writing this like mm-hmm. it's it's terrific. Like Drake would say you get a slime mold collection. Yeah. That is, is totally Drake. <laughs> we get a, a cute joke of him telling Goslin to find something soft and fuzzy, and she looks in a cage and there's a little duck <laughs> yeah. with hair just like her.
1: And she's creeped out.
0: <laughs> so really, really quick, since it's James Silvani, we have a ton of Disney references in this pet store. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll just name them quick so we're not here all day like in the last issue Tiffany Um, we get some sharks from Finding Nemo we get Flotsam and Jetsam from Little Mermaid Joanna the Iguana from Rescuers Down Under a few bugs from James and the Giant Peach, there's Sir Hiss from uh, Robin Hood there's Thumper, there's Flower both from Bambi Gergi from the Black Cauldron of all characters (laughs) Timothy Mouse from Dumbo, uh, Beard and Bonker from The Rescuers, um, Gil and Nemo from Finding Nemo, Crush from Finding Nemo, um, I, oh, and Lucifer from Cinderella, Scat Cat from the Aristocats, and the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. Did I miss any?
1: I think that's all. The only one I can think of. Oh, go ahead, Tiff. Maybe those are the fish from Fantasia because they have those super long tails.
0: Oh, possibly. There's a snake in the first panel that could be Ka from the Jungle Book, but he's colored mm-hmm. red. Oh, and the Tiki Room birds.
2: I was going to ask you, Um, on, I think it's on the first page where Sir Hiss is. There looks like a red dragon right behind Drake. Is that Mushu?
0: It could oh, be yeah. Mushu, yeah.
2: Okay. I was
1: wondering that too.
2: Yeah, I couldn't tell though because I was like, this Mushu looks a little more scarier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to impress somebody. Mm-hmm. So they find a turtle. Darkwing is like, you know, why don't you have to get this turtle? It has built an armor. And this big guy <laughs> shows up and asks them to hand it over. And then Goslin looks at the turtle's stomach and what's written on it? Pack the That's bungee. Cool. Which is extremely cryptic. She has no idea what that means. And then she kind of disintegrates and moves forward in time.
1: And I love where- how she's like, thinks it's cool instead of it's freaks instead of being freaked out by it <laughs>
0: that's totally goslin though yep
1: mm-hmm. definitely
0: so darkwing is fighting a villain named chrono duck in a clock tower chrono duck has a head that's a clock <laughs> and he's a new he's a new villain he's he okay
1: me of the clock king
0: <laughs> a little bit yeah so darkwing <laughs> jumps at him uh, Chrono Duck disappears and Darkwing falls to his death. And then Goslin goes back in time again, back to the pet store. Mm-hmm. So what happens next, Will?
2: Uh, the guy takes the turtle from her. Uh, and then she though no, he 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 announces uh that he's Chronoduck and the mastery of time and clockery, and he's already mentioned that uh Darkwing's already failed to stop him.
0: And the turtle is slow enough to crawl between the seconds. Mm -hmm. And the chronoplasm of time. So it's the turtle that allows them to move around in time. So Darkwing and Gosling go to chase Chrono Duck and Gosling's like, you can't chase him. It's too dangerous because she saw Darkwing die. Mm -hmm. So what happens next, Tiffany?
1: He's like, you know what my catchphrase is, right?
0: (laughs) Can't you just be undangerous just this once?
1: (laughs) He goes back to the, he goes to the tower. And then they have an identical page, which I really like, um, but with different, slightly different dialogue. And this time Um, when Darkwing falls, what does Goslin do? She uses a bungee cord on him as he falls. She says, I hope I understood the turtle. (laughs) (laughs) And then the, um, what's his name? Cronoduck. He he looks at the turtle and it it says sproing on its stomach now. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But then
0: Darkwing sproings back up and beats him. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look really quick in the second to last panel, you will see um, Basil, Dr. Dawson, and Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective hiding in the gears.
2: Because that's where
0: The Great Mouse Detective ends. That's the climax the clock tower. (laughs) That's one of my favorite references because it's like totally accurate. And, Will, how does the story end? What happens in the very last panel? Basically,
2: we see all the notes and stuff that Goslin was leaving b- b- behind for her to, in order to
0: save Darkwing. He's trying to figure out how exactly this time travel thing happened. Mm-hmm. He's mostly confused because he died in one reality. Like, he's like, does that mean there's a that's <laughs> dead? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like Rick and Morty style.
0: <laughs> it's definitely Rick and Morty style, and Goslin's like, "Can't help you, Dad. It's time to walk the fungus." <laughs> I wish this story was longer. I really do, because it's very, very fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we haven't seen the last of Chrono Duck, but do you guys want to rate him?
2: Sure, we can, hmm. we, can, we can. We can rate him. I mean, not there's not much to go off yet because yeah. it, it was so short, but. For his brief appearance, I, I would personally give him a three and a half because the potential was there. You know, with the time I, traveling and stuff,
0: this would be a good villain for the show—a mm-hmm. time traveling yeah. villain. Like, yeah, that's cool.
1: I, I like it, and they have all the time machines too, so mm. <laughs> it works.
0: Um, uh, Does anybody have any idea what Chrono Duck would have sounded like?
1: Hmm, like the Clock King. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe he would sound a bit like Kelsey Grammer or Sideshow Bob, oh, yeah, like very refined. Oh I could do
1: that for sure, definitely.
0: <laughs> or like a David Ogden Steers kind of character, like Cogsworth. Yeah. I mean, it's the clock thing, so I'm just immediately go right to him. But um, I, you know, I'll, I'll give him a three because I really think he had potential. Mm-hmm. He does come back in Joe books, but they don't do much with him. But I think he's cool enough for the short story. How about you, Tiff?
1: same three and a half
0: <laughs> so should we re- rate the two stories separately or rate the entire comic as a whole mm. i don't know I vote, I vote separately i i vote I... separately too <laughs> sure <laughs> so will as our guest which seems really weird to say uh, um, <laughs> how would you rate toy with me
2: <sighs> okay <laughs> I personally'm I'm, i I'm gonna rate it on <laughs> Definitely Dangerous because Definitely Dangerous, the, the dialogue fits the characters a it's lot better. better. I agree. It's way better. So I'm gonna go off of that one and it's Quacker Jack and Banana Brain. The Banana Brain duel, man. Come on now. Um uh, y'all gonna go, y'all. I know y'all gonna go way off from me on this one. I'm gonna go four and a
0: half. Of course you are.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Tiffany, you wanna do your rating next?
1: i think (laughs) will's gonna hate me no (laughs) i think i'm gonna do a three and a half which is my lowest one so far okay Thoughts? Um, i i do really like the art there's some story stuff i just think there's way i think this is the most like out of character it's ever been it's been so Mm far um yeah, I really don't like the girlfriend thing. I do like Quackerjack's backstory, talking about him being like a disgruntled employee. I think all of that is great and seeing more of that. I like the banana brain fight, but I don't know. Just the girlfriend thing is weird. I don't see like Quackerjack that way or Megavolt. No. I could see Bushroot with a girlfriend, obviously. And oh like, yeah, Rickroot, and even Negaduck I could see with a girlfriend, but not and we know
0: and we know Steelbeak loves the ladies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just Quaggerjack and Megavolt. They can't have girlfriends. <laughs>
0: no, Weird. they're not. They're not stable enough for stable relationships. <laughs> yeah, unless that, it's like I a guess. unless That's it's like a Stockholm syndrome thing going on. They're with way the girl. too.
1: They're way too unhinged. Although I would say it really. I don't know if you guys watched the Harley Quinn show. I
2: saw no, the first two seasons. Is are, have they done season three yet?
1: mm. I actually don't remember what season there was. I watched all of it that's on um, HBO. But mm-hmm. there's a storyline with the Joker. I don't want to say.
0: Oh, you don't want to spoil know. it? I've seen, I've don't seen it. I want to spoil
1: it. You've seen it? Yeah, I think that's really similar to this.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Joker has always dated Harley Quinn, but that was never anything but a toxic relationship.
1: No, not that. There's like another storyline about oh, I- him.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Else. And it's very similar.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it's not impossible for Quacker Jack to have a girlfriend, but that girlfriend would have to be seriously unhinged just like him. Yeah. This girl, Claire, seems too normal.
1: Totally. It's weird. I don't like it. And I don't like, yeah, that line that, I mean, I guess they changed it and definitively dangerous for that line of like, I'll I'll save a man is like weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And maybe if she was a bit of a nut job herself, I would totally buy it. Yeah. But she seems she too some, like normal.
1: Even if she was like that kind of crazy housewife like I have a collection of ceramic clowns and it's like okay, I get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or like just just give her the just give her the two uh, the two pigtails like Harley Quinn just as a little <laughs> little visual like okay, this is who this character is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would say okay, I get it. I totally get it. But she's just so like simple. It's like nothing to her. Um Anyway, my rating is actually Don't Kill Me Will is lower than Tiffany's. Oh
2: my God, man. But it's
0: still still not bad. I'm giving it a three. Um, A lot of that, though, is on the strength of the art. I think if this had been just drawn by Silvani, I mean, as as good as his art is, I probably would like it less, but the Alberghetti art is so amazing and so true to the show. Like I get lost in it and it really, really helps. Some of the jokes are fine, but Darping's out of character. I can't picture Quackerjack having a girlfriend. Honestly, I can't even picture him having a job. Like, I
1: think, he's, I, think he's too,
0: I think he's too crazy to have a job in the first place. Like, the idea of him, like, doing well at the beginning and having friends around the office doesn't work for me if he even makes fun of Megavolt, and Megavolt's his closest friend. I can't yeah. imagine anyone wanting to be around him for that long. And I just I just don't see it. The idea of the villains working for a Quackworks might have worked for Megavolt. I just don't see it for Quackerjack. Honestly, yeah. it's, I don't think it's terrible. It's great that he got his own solo story. Like, none of the other characters really got that except for him. So that's amazing, and I do appreciate that. But I can't go higher than the three.
2: since you two ripped it apart let me give it the last word on it man. (laughs) sure (laughs) you know basically i like it cracker jack we see him actually with a whole new demeanor we've never seen him this mean you know an entire episode before so i like that aspect of it uh i like that claire does soften him up a little bit and then the ending with him you know you know basically kind of committing suicide you know it kind of showed he had a heart so that's how i looked at it i'm sorry And then the banana brain fight. Oh man, I just thought that was hilarious.
0: That was cool. I can't, (laughs) can't, that was cool. Maybe this might've worked if we knew a bit who Quacker Jack was before he became Quacker Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I knew a bit about the kind of person he was. Like this would work with Bushroot because I know Bushroot's a good person. Same with Megavolt. But I don't know who Quacker Jack is deep down. The show never explained it. So this show is making things up as it goes. This comic is making things up as it goes along, which is fine. But all I know about Quacker Jack from the show doesn't make me think he could pull this off. That's why it doesn't work as much for me. If it was Bushroot, absolutely, absolutely. But I never felt Quacker Jack wanted friends or companionship because he's he's really just a big kid. Yeah. So anyway. Um
1: I feel like that that whole like turning himself into a toy thing is fine and would have been cool if they like just didn't have the girlfriend part and did, if he didn't do it in front of her door because like it's, it would be like okay that's kind of a quackerjack jack thing he like is giving up and turning himself into a toy which is his thing, but then it's like he did it and gave it to his girlfriend
0: it's and, like, and saying no. this is the this is the best I'll ever be.
1: Yeah. Man, y'all really <laughs> like, hate the no. girlfriend,
0: man. <laughs> y'all really hate the girlfriend. If it was Bushra, I'd
1: have no problem with it. He needs a girlfriend. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So many people love it, though. So I get it. Like, I see fan art all the time of, like, that relationship and that character. Like, I know a lot of people love the storyline.
0: Um, as for the Time Turtle story, um, I'll rate it first. I'm going to give it a four. It would be higher if it was longer. Yes, but the dialogue is great. The story, what we get of it is great. The Silvani art is as good as always. It's Tad Stones, man. Like, he, he created Darkwing. He wrote the story. But it's so freaking short. <laughs> I got to give it a four. I can't be any more generous than that. How about you guys?
1: Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Whoa, that I... way out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a problem with it being short I mean I do wish it was longer but I mean it's in an annual and oftentimes like annuals will have multiple stories that aren't long Mm -hmm. so I mean it seems pretty regular to me
2: so you were expecting
1: it yeah I mean in an annual I expect stories to not be like you know there to be multiple stories and not that long um And yeah, it's just, it's funny. It's, yeah, just, it's exactly Darkwing. There's nothing Mm -hmm. like odd in it. And I do like the villain and thought it was pretty clever.
0: (laughs) I I do want to point out, oh, let me let Will rate the uh, story first and then I'll point out. Uh, I'm not
2: going to give it a bad score. Uh, I'm going to go with the three and a half. Um, the only reason why it doesn't go uh, go as high as you guys, because I was like really getting my max interest. Like it was hitting the climax and then it just ended. I was like, no, I wanted more. I wanted more. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like a good filler story, but it was like, man, I just didn't get that completion that I
0: wanted, you know? So I'll go three and a half. Okay. I don't know if you noticed, Will, in the definitively dangerous, all the new dialogue and toy with me. I feel like this is where Darkwing starts to use alliteration a lot. Did you notice that? He's mm-hmm. always like, and I feel like when we get to Joe Books, he's almost always talking in alliteration. Mm-hmm. And and that seems to be where it started, was definitively dangerous, where they have him talking all the time like that. <laughs> I don't remember him talking that often in alliteration in the show, even though he did, right, Tiffany?
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't all the time. He'd maybe have like one little speech per episode.
0: <laughs> but you'll see when we get into the Joe Books stuff, he's talking in alliteration constantly um but i but it's just something i wanted to point out because i don't have definitively dangerous right in front of me right now um but i guess that's it does anybody have any final thoughts on uh, the annual
2: um my thing is mike do you highly recommend definitively dangerous version over the yes the, the boom one because to me I, the dialogue fits the characters so much better
0: on i recommend dangerous. definitively dangerous over everything else okay everything <laughs> else and not to rub it in. I just wish Tiffany had a copy of it.
2: <laughs> we'll get her one. We'll get her yeah.
0: one. If, if I have to start photocop, uh, taking photos of every page <laughs> of it, so she has that reference, I'm going to start doing it. By the time we get in the last two story arcs, it definitely helps a lot more. So hopefully we'll find you a copy. I really hope we do. Let's start like a crowdfunding thing. Get Tiffany definitively dangerous. <laughs> well, she got dangerous currency now. Yes. Oh, enjoy reading that, Tiffany.
1: <laughs> I, w- I wanted it for so long.
0: <laughs> so I guess that's it for tonight, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Radio Public facebook and you can watch us on youtube as maybe you're doing right now you can see our faces and um will and tiffany is there anything you guys want to plug tonight before we go i want to give a shout out to tiff man uh i'm gonna say she's been a great co-host
2: you guys have great Uh, chemistry together and um uh tiff and mike don't get to see the analytics like i do but the numbers are looking good on uh spotify and apple and stitcher you guys are doing really good I love. I really enjoy recording
0: with you, Tiffany. I I mean, even if we have to like drag you away from your vacation for an hour to do it, (laughs) I I really enjoy it. This is, it's been a blast. And you know the, and you know, comics really well. So it's it's definitely been a really big help. I love it.
1: Aw, thank you.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) And Will, do you want to plug anything before you go? Any, any conventions you'll be at soon? Um,
2: I will be at a pandemic dad tour next uh, month in Atlanta. I will also be in Huntsville in April and then Lexington in May, Lexington, Kentucky um, guys. Uh, if you're listening, you know, uh, follow my, um, my company page business page on Facebook, chameleon media Productions. Uh, also I have a website on is chameleonmediaproductions.com. You can follow my clients there. Uh, I link all their stuff on there to INDB and uh, those of you who follow, also, if you're a fan of Jenny Kwan, she has something major uh, dropping this uh, summer. Major. Cool.
0: <laughs> and are any Darkwing voice actors going to these conventions that yes. you know of?
2: Uh, Rob Poulsen will be at Huntsville. Jim and uh, Rob will also be at that Pandemic Dead Tour. Uh, Lexington, oh, Huntsville will also have Michael Bell. Nice. So, yeah, Quacker Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lexington, I don't think any of them were, were, were dropped for that one
0: yet. And um, I there's, there's actually a convention close to me. In only two weeks, it's called 90s Con. Jim's going to be there in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking about doing that one, if we can make it. Okay. Oh, kind of short, short notice. We just find out about it. So.
2: Yeah, and if you're in Houston in August, I will be there uh, at Anime Houston with um, Michaela Jill Murphy, a.k.a. Jessie Flower. She voiced Toph in uh, Avatar. I will be her agent for that one. And then um, on the uh, Black Friday weekend, I will be in Dallas with Jenny and Olivia.
0: Ah, well, now we're getting really ahead of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready for Black Friday again. Let's get that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay, guys, this has been fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. But until then, everybody have a great night and stay dangerous. Stay dangerous, everyone. See you, Tim. Bye. (laughs) Bye, guys.